As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to sound off. What was that? What? When you got to go, you got to go. Better question is, who had the camera in the bathroom? Wasn't me. Certainly wasn't me. Let's move on. Uh, your chance to sound off now. 515-282-9010 is the number to call to sound off. Now, we start with a hot topic. The Cyclones ride a strong second half to their best win of the season. Freshman phenom Lindell Wigginton scores 11 of 13 points during a Cyclone run that put the UNI Panthers down for good. Iowa State, after losing the first two, has won eight straight. Also at the Hy-Vee Classic, signs of life from Iowa. The Hawkeyes used their size advantage against Drake, but Iowa also frustrated the Bulldogs into 19 turnovers. It's an Iowa runaway, 90 to 64. Sound off with your thoughts on what we saw on Saturday. 515-282-9010. I won't soon forget the ballad of Jacob Park. He came, he saw, he faltered. I thought unless injured, Park would break every Iowa State single season passing record. Well, he wasn't hurt unless you count feelings. Park and his lively right arm torched Iowa for 350 yards and four touchdowns. The following week, he went ass over tea kettle to take down Akron. Then came Texas. Park looked rattled on and off the field. He would soon take leave for personal reasons. This week, Park told the Register's Tommy Birch that Park failed a drug test for marijuana. That was the worst kept secret since Jon Snow woke. Pod enthusiasts want to remind us, for every Jeff Spicoli, there's a Morgan Freeman. But Park's love of laughing grass surprised few. Park looked more like Cam Poe than Cam Newton, and that was part of Park's appeal. He marched to the beat of his own barber, more Borat than Brady. Park showed up to kids camp pushing a baby stroller. He answered post-game media questions with a lip of dip the size of a small car tire. But Park's junior season flameout reminds us pressure on these athletes is real. Football, fatherhood, school, Park admits it all got to him. He also says he felt abandoned and that fans turned on him. Let's be clear. Park was disenfranchised from the team because of his choices. No one forced fourth and blunt. As for Cyclone fans, they're more loyal than rescued golden retrievers. Maybe one or two trolls sent some better off without you tweets, but most fans wished Park well and still do. I think Park wants the best for Iowa State, but it could not have been easy seeing the Cyclones thrive without him. Kyle Kemp was everything Park wasn't. Steady, reliable, leader, and Kemp looks like the guy who rents you a car at Avis. So Park again seeks peace elsewhere. I sincerely hope he finds it. He provided many thrills 
and did nothing unforgivable. Jacob Park, highs, lows, high. We won't forget. All right, time for I Think. Year six of the High V Big Four Classic is in the books, and if it were up to me, this would be the final chapter. The end. I want to go back to the way in-state games used to be played at home venues. Rewind seven to eight years as to why this event first came about. Iowa and Iowa State were struggling. They no longer wanted to play true road games at the Knapp Center or at the McLeod Center, afraid of losing to smaller schools. That's a fact. Now, they tried spinning it as needing to beef up the non-conference with more Power 5 teams, but give me a break. Have you seen Iowa's home non-conference schedule? It's softer than a Pomeranian puppy wrapped in suede laying on a down pillow on a bed of cotton candy. It's embarrassing. So instead of getting rid of the in-state games altogether, the Big Four Classic was born. At first glance, one might think, cool, two games on the same day in a nice arena. Good idea. It gives Hawkeye and Panther fans in central Iowa a short drive to see their teams plus beer. But the atmosphere just does not live up to what college basketball should be. In-state rivalries are tailor-made to be played at sold-out home arenas, not neutral sites. Attendance for the Classic was almost 14,000, but that's misleading. Very few Cyclone and Panther fans are showing up early to watch Drake, Iowa, and vice versa. Plenty of empty seats. I don't hate the Hy-Vee Classic. I just prefer the atmosphere at home venues that college sports thrive on. Going back to the good old days likely won't happen. But come on, playing Drake and you and I every year is certainly better than Chicago State and Maryland Eastern Shore. No doubt about it. Let's uh, take some calls here. We'll get it started with our man Les and Ames. We can count on Les for uh, some good thoughts. Les, what did you think of the Hy-Vee Classic? Uh, I thought it was it went exactly according to plan. First of all, let me say it's always a plum pleasing pleasure to be with you both. Uh, let me go ahead and say that Iowa State guys is once again the best basketball team in the state. Our guys looked good. Uh, the freshman Lindell Wigington came to play ball, dropped 20 points, seven rebounds. Nick Weiler Babb was there himself. Uh, Donovan Jackson, Cameron Lard were also there, dropped 10 points apiece. And most importantly, guys. These guys play defense against a tough UNI team who was first in the Missouri Valley Conference. Real good game by Iowa State. Uh, back and forth all first half. In fact, the Panthers led at halftime, and I thought UNI was going to do what they usually do, uh, play a really strong defense against good teams and kind of wear Iowa State down. But Wigginton and Weiler Babb took over in the second half. And, man, when Weiler Babb is playing well, this team is this team's really good. Yeah, and Wigington with, what, 11 of 13 points in that one he went pivotal on that run, stretch. Yeah. yeah, he really did. We'll stick with this game as we go to Jordan and Beaverdale as uh, Iowa State wins the, I guess, takes the mythical state champion yep. crown. Uh, what did you think? Uh, I'm so for, uh, I just wanted to say, an 8-0 start after losing two. Um, I'm really impressed with the Cyclones. Wigington, I think it's for real. And a shout-out to uh, Jared and Mel Cater. You got that shout-out. Thank Keith, you. Keith, we keep referencing this, but I was at that Milwaukee game yes. when they went 0-2, and we both thought, man, this could be a long season. They looked really bad that game. This turnaround, since they moved Weiler Babb to point guard, is incredibly good by Steve Prohm. It, it does seem like everybody has uh, found a position that suits this team well, but we, uh, we, we shouldn't lose sight of – the fact that Steve Prohm can coach. He can, right? He's a really right? good coach. He's proving it a lot this year. Uh, yeah. Ben Jacobson can coach too. Yeah. 
and uh, Steve Prohm held his own with him, and that's a good sign because uh, what did what did you and I want going into this? Four out of five against Iowa State. Yeah, four or five, and you know, and they had were the they higher were RPI, top going fifteen in. RPI or some top sixteen RPI, and, and they and they play Xavier again on Friday. You and I will have played three top ten teams so far in the non-conference. It is time for lookalikes with a local connection. The tiny ref judges. Steve at the trade wind says the George Niang looks like Lakers rookie Lonzo Ball with his new haircut. Uh, tiny ref? You think George likes that? They, they do. They, they do kind of look. That, that's a they master, do kind of look right? like, right? yeah. Lonzo seems like a good guy. His dad is the crazy one. Uh, Chad Naltuna says Iowa State point guard Lindell Wigginton looks like Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Tiny ref? You know that was getting the buzzer, that hair. Well, I've got something to say to all you people who missed Star Wars on purpose this weekend. <laughs> oh, and you're what's bugging Andy next. Follow us on Twitter at SoundOff13. In regards to the Hy-Vee Classic, John writes, Hy-Vee Classic has been an excellent salvage of the situation, but nothing beats how it used to be. I don't give a damn where it's played. All four teams should play each other every year. You just said that. Yeah, I think that's what I said. Uh, Brent writes, I'd like it if it was like the Big 12 tournament style. Four Iowa teams playing someone. Basically four games in the day. Just seems the event has gone stale the past year or two. Star Wars the Last Jedi made $220 million in the United States alone this weekend. That makes it the second most lucrative opening in movie history behind Star Wars The Force Awakens. Andy Fails loves Star Wars, but the Star Wars universe, universe is what's bugging Andy. If you saw The Last Jedi over the weekend, here's hoping you enjoyed it. If you didn't see it, here's hoping that's not because you're part of that odd demographic of Americans who defiantly hate Star Wars. If movies aren't your thing, fine. If you're over the age of 80, fine. If you're someone like my wife who just doesn't care for action-adventure flicks, well, you're weird, but okay, fine, I can deal with you. But if you're one of those people who just pushes back against Star Wars because you're too cool for school, then you're what's bugging me. I'm talking about the people who say, Star Wars is stupid and overrated. I've never watched one minute of any of the movies. We know you. You were the first grader who told the other kids there was no Santa. You were the high schooler who cheered against your own teams. You're now the adult who prides himself on a lifetime of defiance. But I'm here to tell you that as you're cheering yourself or always swimming upstream, you're missing out on the float trip. I remember as a kid, I tasted that goopy red sweet and sour sauce from my parents' Chinese takeout, and I didn't like it. So from that point on, I decided to dislike all Chinese food, heck, all Asian food, period, until college. That meant I not only missed out on years of great food, I missed it in the years when someone else was paying for it. At some point, don't you want to know what all the fuss is about? I mean, why everyone from six-year-old kids to 70-year-old critics loved it? You don't like space movies. 
Star Wars isn't a movie about space any more than Titanic is a movie about water. Yes, there are a ton of really geeky fans, but there are sports geeks, music geeks, and definitely technology geeks. And the last time I checked, you were still checking sports scores and storing a ton of music on your new iPhone. Don't be a stick in the mud. Don't be the Grinch all by yourself up on the top of Mount Crumpet. Come on down to Whoville and watch some Star Wars. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. He really does love Star Wars. Loves it. Uh, the Cyclones are headed back to the Liberty Bowl, and so are thousands of Cyclone fans. Do we have tourist tips? Of course we do. That's next, plus more of your live takes. 515-282-9010. Like us on Facebook, Sound Off Nation. Paul writes about the High V Classic. I think it's cool to give more people an easier chance to see their teams. For instance, I live in Council Bluffs, and it makes a, a two-hour drive instead of a four. So, yes, it is a great thing. A lot of people do like the Classic. Mark writes, the arena is stale and dull. If it's truly a showcase of the Iowa universities, make it that way. The timeouts and halftime breaks add nothing to the environment. Showcase the dance teams. Bring in more school-related teams, clubs to highlight. Have fun with the audience. Who's in your five places to go in Memphis besides the Liberty Bowl? Number five, Sun Studios. See where, you've been to the Liberty Bowl, John. I don't yeah, know how many last of these time they went. Sun Studios, you see where Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, and others helped kickstart rock and roll. Did not see that place. Number four, the National Civil Rights Museum. Yep. Uh, the motel where MLK was assassinated by James Earl Ray. Recall the famous photo of pointing to the shooter with King on the ground. Mm -hmm. The motel is now a museum. Definitely worth seeing. Yeah. Number three, Central Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Several locations. All good. Enjoy. And if you're looking for Michael Admire, you will find him here. Number two, Graceland. Went there. Elvis's famous home is surprisingly small, right? Yeah, you, you think huge mansion, but it's, it, it's still good size, but not overwhelmingly big. Uh, you're sure to enjoy the decadence of the 70s. And number one, you got to check out Beale Street. <laughs> this place is fun. Enjoy the blues or just about anything else you could possibly want. And if Admire's not at Central Barbecue, check here. Check Beale Street. Yeah. All right, let's after get back to. Uh, news. Yeah, yeah, after the, he'll be busy all day. Uh, at number three, Zach uh, is in Pella here. Line three, let's go to Zach. Uh, Zach, what are your thoughts on Jacob Park here as his career apparently comes to an end at Iowa State? Um, yeah, so uh, like I said, I'm from Pella. Quick shout out to my Pella Christian Eagles. Um, and so I actually live next to Jacob Park in Ames out there on you know South Maple Street. And I really want to talk about how he was actually a pretty stand-up guy. I um, always saw him and his fiance and his kid, and they just had some great interactions with the community. I actually had interactions with them every day when I sold them drugs. Um, I was his dealer. Uh, Jacob Park was a likable guy. Yeah, uh, I think right, he was. Right before he took leave from the team, Michael Admire had done a story about just how much he loved all the eccentricities of a guy that unique who stood out so much. But it seems like um, some of the eccentricities did not work. It got a little overwhelming yep. for him. I, I, and, and certainly... Most college kids don't have a kid already in college. That's certainly added to the pressure. And playing college football is not easy. It's stressful at times, practices, games, you know, trying to lead a team. So it all got to him and it all came to 
unfortunate end for him at Iowa State. I see Harrison in Des Moines wants to talk about NFL football rules. So, Harrison, this uh, makes me wonder, uh, what got your attention today more, the Steelers game or the Raiders game? You know, well, originally the Steelers game because it was the earlier one. But, I mean, I want to just say thanks, guys, um, for taking my call. First time, long time. If you're not a conspiracy theorist, just look at the Dallas game and look at the New England game. Pittsburgh got ripped. So did Oakland. Um, Jerry Jones has got some money. Um, of course, uh, Robert Kraft has got money. I mean, his name is Kraft, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. Okay. Um, but don't, don't, in, in both these cases, though, Harrison, didn't the NFL – apply the rules that are in place, even though these rules seem a little silly to me, especially as it applies to the, the Steelers game where uh, the knee is down, the receiver lunges for the end zone, the ball comes loose, so they rule it an incompletion. And that one is the one that started it for me tonight. I My man Keith, hey, wasn't that a touchdown 20 years ago? 15 years ago, Absolutely. 10 years yeah. ago. It, Harrison, it, it used to be that you could see a catch and know it's a catch. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, a little bit of a fumble because they yeah. slowed it down to 1.100% of a frame. Give me a break. Harrison, thank you. We, we do have to run. But, uh, John, the one thing I've noticed now watching NFL games, I wait to react because I'm not sure yeah. whether it's going to be ruled a, a catch. So you don't know how much you should cheer. Yeah, and, and if you, you, the, the Steelers' touchdown was a touchdown. I, I think we can all agree that he caught the ball. You saw he, had not, he was not down yet, and he reached and he touched the goal line. And right when he touched it, the ball moved. Yeah. Very, very – here it is right here. Oh, actually, this is the uh, – the Patriots take the lead, and then, then the Steelers will come back. You'll see the play, but, man, it's – it's yeah. one of, right here. It's this thing where what's a catch, what's not a catch. His knee is down, but no one's touched him, yeah. so it right should there. be. Yeah. Looks like a touchdown. That looks like a Now touchdown. watch on the slow-mo. Watch the ball. Watch what the ball does right here. Yeah, he's, cro- he's crossed the plane. Now if he's running the ball, yeah. that's a touchdown Yeah, because the ball crossed the that plane. That one little movement, they say incomplete. I don't think it's right. All right, the last time we traveled to the Pinstripe Bowl, Cyclone fans arrived early. Will Hawkeye fans follow this year? That's part of face-off next. Plus, Your final takes at 515-282-9010. You can email the show, sound off at whotv.com. The Minnesota Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. Book it. Oh, wait, never mind. They're the Vikings. They'll choke. Chris and Boone. Man, that was harsh. Yeah, that was harsh. All right. Time to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, there was a different voice on the Hawkeye Sports radio call for yesterday's High V Classic. Gary Dolphin, voice of the Iowa Hawkeyes, slipped in his driveway this week and had to have knee surgery. His status for the Pinstripe Bowl is up in the air. Dolph uh, loves the Hawkeyes, yeah. and he loves the Yankees, so he does not want to miss this one. I hope he doesn't, but just in case, get Hassel up in the Yankee bullpen. Speaking of the Pinstripe Bowl, a picture was released this week of Yankee Stadium covered in snow. Isn't that a good way to turn fans away from making the trip? I think most Hawkeye fans had already rejected the idea of a trip to New York in late December, but that photo did not lead to impulse buys. I did talk to Kirk Ferentz this week, and he seemed genuinely impressed and surprised with the Pinstripe Bowl setup. 
The early signing period for college football starts on Wednesday. Alabama coach Nick Saban is not a fan. He says he hasn't talked to one coach happy with this new rule. Well, he obviously hasn't talked to Kirk Ferentz. Ferentz supports early signing, mainly so the high-profile schools like Bama right. can't come in late and steal a recruit in February. Saban loves it because it favors schools like his. No surprise there. But he's hardly alone in the hypocrisies of big-time college football. There's so many. Yeah, for sure. The annual Harry Awards were handed out this week. You did not win. Again. But our own Janae Town brings home best hair for women in Iowa. Janae has spectacular hair. And from what I understand, John, it yeah. needs no artificial help. It's just a freak of nature. Now, a year ago, it was Channel 13 taking honors again. But not you. Again. Mike De Silva. Yeah, De Silva's hair defies the laws of gravity and density. Look at that. Yeah, he uses product, but it doesn't matter. Nothing can penetrate the flowing helmet of luxurious locks. I hate him. I hate Mike <laughs> De Silva and his hair. That's harsh. Over under, Saban edition. A lot of Saban in this yeah. show. Overrated, Nick Saban actor. We've seen worse, but after the blind side, he'll stick to coaching. Underrated. Nick Saban, politician. Saban is partly responsible for Democrat Doug Jones defeating accused Republican child molester Roy Moore. I don't think it's an exaggeration. Someone had the brilliant idea to say if you're Republican and you can't bring yourself to vote for Moore and you don't want to vote for Jones, write in Nick Saban and many people and didn't did. they have like 20,000? Oh, that, that is enough. That is just quite enough. Shut it. Zip it. One minute. Let's go, boys. All right, Tiny Ref. Do it. All right, let's get to uh, Key in Oskaloosa. Hello, Key. Oh, we're back. We're back. Hey. How are you, Key? I'm pretty good. How are you guys? What did you think of the Hy-Vee Classic? What do you think it needs? Uh, I absolutely love the Hy-Vee Classic. Uh, we go good. every year for my dad's Christmas present, and uh, it's a great opportunity, I think, to be able to see all Iowa teams play. It's so hard to be able to make it to each um, individual university to watch them play, and I just think it's a great opportunity to do that, and as well as the price. I mean, it's hard to beat the price to be able to see all those teams play each other. What did you think um, of the energy in the building key this year compared to other years since you say you've been going for many years? Um, the last two years, the energy was, uh, I mean, it's not like Hilton Magic, obviously. I'm a Cyclone fan, and it's hard to get Cyclone energy there when you're not at home. Um, for the Iowa and Drake game, there was a, it was, I was kind of disappointed in the turnout. The turnout was not uh, what I expected it to be. But yet, for the, for the ISU UNI game, uh, it, was, it was actually a very big turnout. I was pleased with the turnout. I'm glad you like it. And G, one thing I you. will say, I think the idea of having Iowa and Iowa State, Drake and UNI playing at Wells Fargo is a good idea. But I don't like that they play each other and then leave one of the other teams off the schedule. Mm -hmm. I still want them to play each other just at the home venues. You could still do an event like this. What if, what if you did like an Iowa versus the state of Missouri? Bring in four teams from Missouri, play four teams from Iowa at Wells Fargo and kind of rotate every year. Something like that. That'll do it for us. We are off until 2018. What? Yeah, that's true. Next year. We leave you with the sound off send off. Chris Hassel reporting from our previous trip to the Pinstripe Bowl. Yankee Stadium pitcher's mound, which this week happens to be the five yard line. Come Friday, the Cyclones hope to be raising the Pinstripe Bowl trophy somewhere in the vicinity of second base. I think it was just a, a great experience to be able to see all that before uh, actual game day. You know, kind of get the, the wow factor out of the way early instead of uh, <clears throat> going there on the game day and kind of being awed by, you know, Derek Jeter's locker, Alex Rodriguez's locker, you know, and the, just the, how, the, how the football field looked on the, in the stadium. It was, it was amazing. There's a lot of history in there. I mean, 
even if you're not a Yankees fan, which I'm not, it was pretty cool to see all the stuff. It's a unique uh, vantage point when you're down on the field. Uh, you know, we've been here uh, a couple weeks ago for a press conference. We were here a couple nights ago for a, a fantastic event. Um, but when you're down there in the field, you're standing on the 50-yard line and you're looking up. It's the one of the greatest sports venues that there is. And, and to get a chance to play a football game in it um, will, will be a lifetime worth of memories to our, to our football team and to our football staff as well. Rutgers is considered by many New Yorkers to be the city's hometown team. But the Scarlet Knights aren't in the home team locker room here at Yankee Stadium. It's the Cyclones. Who's in Derek Jeter's locker? That would be Quinton Pompey, a redshirt freshman defensive lineman. It was just a random selection. From Yankee Stadium, Chris Hassel, Channel 13 Sports. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.